Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, it's your girl D. Scott. Don't get it twisted. I am, um, I wasn't abandoning y'all. I had to tend to my paternal, maternal duties. And so you guys know that I don't, you know, really pre-schedule these shows. Even when a motherfucker tell me they're going to be on the show, I'm like, yeah, okay, motherfucker. So I feel like, um, tonight's show is called Parenthood and I just had, you know, and I try not to put so much of my parental information on the internet because I don't, you know, I like to try to keep my family private. Um, Tonight's drink of choice is obviously Carmen Yard. Um, And shout out to Sergio, formerly of Clean Media. He's now with Cult Tio. If you are not following Sergio, he is on Instagram at Sergio Senatore one so senatore spelled s-e-n-a-t-o-r-e one um amazing guy he made sure that during the entire all-star break me and my girlfriend we didn't pay for a thing to get into the clubs and you're talking you know snoop dog brunches so on and so forth so you know i'm very appreciative of sergio and i used to always hashtag him with clean media and you know especially after the raptors won last night go toronto 416 to the 716 you know we I, I always try to shout him out just because to go to party with Sergio is like you don't have to worry about shit. Not not necessarily paying because, I mean, I, I, I do pay for shit, but just the, the crowd. You never have to worry about the crowd. You never have to worry about somebody stepping on your fucking shoes and not saying excuse me and somebody, you know, just <clears throat> everyone is beautiful. You know, so that goes from Wildflower to Everly to Street Level to any club that Sergio's dealing with. I told him when he left Clean Media, I said, you know, I'm rocking with you no matter what. So now if you guys are not following him, you can follow him at on Instagram at Sergio Senatore one or you can hashtag cult, C-U-L-T, and then the, the letter T-O, Cult Toronto. And that is 
who I party with. You don't need my permission. You don't need my admission. You just need to go party with these guys, and you'll see why. No ratchetness allowed. And so tonight, you know, I I spoke to you guys before about the covenant, and that was a situation with women. And I want to speak tonight about my own sacred relationship with my son and his father, and I don't speak much about parental things just because, you know, it's not always good. You know, I'm going to keep a G with you. You know, I wish that I was one of those people that was happily divorced and was, you know, like, oh, my God, he's just this amazing man. And I actually watched this show last night, courtesy of my stepfather, called Joy, which was about the lady that actually invented the twist mop. And she had a Latino, you know, ex-husband. He was Venezuelan, though. My ex-husband is Dominican. And he was always looking out for her. And, you know, um, I'm just not one of those black women. I've been, you know, I've been accused of being a feminist, and I don't really think that I am. I think that I'm all about girl power, but I also think that I'm all about girl responsibility. And I think that I'm all about, you know, men having their responsibility. And if you had to ask me in this day and age on, you know, you know, May 16th, you know, 2016 on this Manic Monday, what I was, I would tell you I'm a traditionalist. You know, I don't want to do a man's job. I can't. I don't pee fucking standing up. And so I cannot in my right mind, raise this boy alone, especially when you have this little boy that, you know, his father begged for, you know, please, I want you to have my baby, knew that it was a boy before we even found out, and we were married. And then in addition to that, um, he looks just like his father. I mean, spitting image. He acts like me, but he looks like his father, so he's gorgeous. And, you know, this is not a play for me to exact sympathy or relevance. It's just a factual statement is that I am not a man. You know, so I can sit here all day long and be gangster about my business, be gangster about a million things, but I'm not a man. And so I had a situation this evening where I had to actually call my ex-husband because my son was just beside himself. And, you know, my son is at that age, he's 12 years old, where he is five foot six. You know, he wears a size nine and a half shoe. He wears 32, 32 men's. And actually the guy that I'm, you know, that I claim sometimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're about the same size, you know, so it's it's kind of difficult um, to look at my son and say, like, this is a young man, but at the same time, he's still my baby, you know. And so my son was talking to his little sister today, which y'all know how I feel about her. I just absolutely love her. She looks exactly like my son. And she's just, you know, and she's telling my son in English, you know, I love you, I miss you, you know. And this really upset my son because I think that um, my son is very sensitive, you know. And I had a trip out to Lilydale And they were saying that my parents were acknowledging that my son was sensitive just like me. And so to see my son act 100% like me but look 100% like his father, it's just so, you know, hard for me because I don't know what to do. And so, you know, being a parent, you get yourself in these situations where like, okay, well, I don't have fucking time to really just break down and cry. But as a 12-year-old, they do. You know, and so his father and I are both, you know, interested in his well-being, his physical and mental well-being where – as it doesn't matter if I say to my son, I'm going to call your dad, you know, and his dad is 3,000 miles away in Texas. He gets upset, and he's like, don't call my dad, don't call my dad, you know. You know, but he loves his daddy, you know, no matter what, and he loves his stepmother, and he loves his little sister. And so to hear his little sister's voice today, you know, he began to get upset. And I said to him, I said, you know, babe, if nobody understands your darkness, mommy understands you know, so if you have Dr. T says, Mommy, I don't know what to do. You know, I get so upset, and I just I don't know what to do. And I said to him, I said, you have to understand that, you know, maybe Daddy is not the guy that you want to talk to about 
your darkness, but mommy is, because his father and I are on the same page when it comes to his diet and his physical well-being and making sure he's healthy and making sure he's happy, and that has nothing to do with the financials. And it, it, it puts me in a different space because if I call, his father will pick up the phone, and then the baby sister is there, and he was just so upset and beside himself because he says, mommy, I just I miss them, you know. And so I don't think that you guys understand that when you go and you create other families or when you are in a situation when you have another family, like both females in the situation have to be strong, you know, and you have to understand that, you know, my ex-husband is on his third wife and I am now trying to date and see people and it's just very difficult for me because my son is very accepting of his stepmother, but he's not accepting of anybody that I want to date. And in fact, a gentleman that had come to my suite one day, my son slammed the door in his face, you know, very much like, you know what I mean? Because in his mind, he's like, you know, and I've never told my son, you know, I've never told him that bullshit like, oh, you're the man of the house and like, you know what I mean? Because you don't pay no bills here, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're just a kid. You, you, you know, you do little kid shit. That's what you do. And so I feel some type of way about um, me trying to, date people and I tell them up front like you'll never meet my son he's a little prince and he's a daddy's boy he's not the type of kid like you know what I'm saying like and my ex-husband is very disrespectful my ex-husband is very much like you know what I'm saying like he'll tell me straight up like this isn't gonna work and like you know what I'm saying like not being a hater but just very much like I know this woman you don't and so the only thing that a man could do for me right now, and I think that that's a really great place to be in, is just show my son what it looks like to love his mother. And I think a lot of women get confused and they say, you know, I took on this mortgage payment or I took on this car payment and I tried to do all these wifely duties for a man that wasn't going to wife me. And I kind of just don't play that shit. You know, I was out house hunting this weekend, you know, in, you know, in Toronto doing what I do, but just house hunting in the area that I live in and, you know, looking at things from the perspective, like, if a motherfucker never came in and gave me a dime, could I afford this house? And the answer always has to be yes, because we can't trust these. Just like y'all say y'all can't trust these hoes, we can't trust you ninjas. And that's just where it is. And unfortunately, when you get to a place in your queendom where you no longer worry about a man and his finances, that's a dangerous place to be. It really is, because that means that you're just here for fucking joker status. You're just here for fucking entertainment. Get your ass over there, put them little fringe white boots on, and fucking dance, bitch. That's that's what you're here for. Unless you can connect with me on another level, you know, and it's funny because I had a conversation with my um, – my little shorty today, I'll call him my shorty, I'll claim him today for about 60 seconds. And he says, you know, I have a problem trusting people. And I meant to have this conversation with this gentleman because I feel like he doesn't know that I know that, like, you're fucked up. You're no different than me. You know, we're both fucked up. We have trust issues. However, there are certain things, like, I have trust issues, but there are certain things that I trust certain people with. You know, so almost 100% I trust my girl, Kay Boogie, to make sure, like, this is the woman that if something were to happen to me, that I would trust that she would make sure that my son was raised properly. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, he would not go to his father um, for, for other reasons that are none of anybody's fucking business. But I, that's how much I love my, my sister, Kendra. And I, and I know that her family and, you know, and I would make sure that Peepaw was okay. And I would make sure that my sisters and my brothers had, but, but, but Kendra would never make it so that they couldn't see, you know, my son couldn't see his biological family. But I know that 
to raise a boy from 12 to 18 would be a financial burden on most of my family members. So I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? I would make sure that it was her that was everything that was okay. And then he had a surrogate grandparents and then he knew that he had a place to stay here. So that's why I make the moves that I make, you know, but with the gentleman that I'm dealing with right now, it's like, you know, he has three children from previous relationships, two daughters, one son. And, you know, I don't have any little girls, you know, so I always find it comical when he talks to me about his daughters and then, you know, and then I see their clothes and I'm like, oh, they're so tiny, you know, and then I have my nieces, you know, I just bought my one niece, like two, like, they almost look like prom gowns, you know, it's like matching champagne colored shoes and matching ruby red slippers, because if I had a daughter, that's what it would be. Now, my older two nieces, especially my one mini me, my Leah, you know, she is a shepherd for the devil, but that's my baby. So these are my babies. So that's why a portion of my company goes towards making sure that they're going to run it, you know, and keep the, the imagery within the family because that's what you do. And so when I deal with men, you know, that, and I really don't deal with men that have children, y'all know that, um, it's just very endearing to see how people are with their children in response to how I am with my child. And so it puts me in a position where I don't have to have any more children. Now, of course, I had the gentleman that was out of town that did not have children, and he's in a situation right now, and he's honestly the only person that I said that I would ever have children to. But at this point in time, that would not be true because you just – you know, you're you're 40 plus years old. Like if you haven't had them, you're not going to have them now. And I'm not going to teach you how to be this great parent, you know, and it's all bullshit, girls. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit when, when women say like, if he knows how to treat his mom like a queen. No, no, no. If he knows how to treat you, it's, it's um, a symbol that his mom, he was, he was taught by a queen. That's not fucking true. These motherfucking mamas be crackheads. Mm-hmm. Not about shit. And let me tell you, just from personal experience, just because he treats his mom good doesn't mean he's going to fucking treat you good. That's a fucking lie. It's a lie. It's hopeful. I mean, it's wishful thinking, but it's a fucking lie. And so, you know, I get to these places where, you know, my neurological background kicks in and my psychology background kicks in and I have to start diagnosing the people that I deal with, which is very few and far between. And at the end of the day, I'm an asshole. You know, I'm going to always do what the fuck I want to do, you know. Unless it hurts somebody that I'm very close to and only close to like three people, one of them including my son. So it's just kind of like I do whatever the fuck I want to do. And it's like until you stop me or until you say, you know, I really don't want you to do that, then I'm going to keep fucking doing it. Not because I can, but because you've not told me that it affects you or it bothers you or that you don't want that. So I, I not so much assume, but I think that something is a certain way. So I'm very blessed. For as much as I talk shit in my head about my ex-husband that I can say on record that whenever I call him, whether it's 11 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever, whatever, about our son, he will pick up the phone. And I know that maybe to some of y'all that's not a big deal, but in the situation that we're in, it's a really big deal because sometimes I'm not enough for my son. Sometimes he needs his dad to say, stop eating like that, you know, stop doing that, stop you know, being like this, and he needs to feel like his father cares because there's so much distance in between them. And so the person that I'm dealing with right now, I feel so bad for him because it's like, here your children are so close, you know, and maybe you don't get to see as much of them as you would like because you guys can't come to 
um, an agreement or you can't come to anything. And it was funny because he was joking around with me one day and he says, you know, he's like, I'm going to have your son playing all the sports and this, this, and this. And you kind of see this gentleman as a proud father. It's just that he's not allowed to be. So that kind of makes me feel some kind of way because I'm kind of jealous of that because I feel like, if my ex-husband lived here, he could take and see my son whenever he wanted to, as long as he was going to bring him to school on time and take him to his activities. And so I feel like for the women that are not allowing that, like visitation, and this is another thing that you have to understand, whether it's courtside or whether it's stateside, visitation has nothing to do with child support. I have full and total custody of my son. When my son went down there last year, I, you know, I took care of all that. But I, you know, I could have been petty and been like, oh my God, he kidnapped my son and took him, you know what I mean, to Texas, whatever, whatever. But my ex-husband and I have come to a place where it's kind of like, you know, she wants our son to be around me. And, you know, when when you pick your son up at the airport, you know, because my ex-husband had to come pick me up, you know, from the hotel. And, yes, I had, you know, a boyfriend in Texas at the time, so it was like, you know, he knew nothing was going on. And, you know, my ex-husband knows I'm a nutcase, so he's just kind of like, I don't think he, like, curses me, but I feel like he's like, ain't nobody doing with your crazy ass. You like, you know what I mean? So he's like, I'm not worried about my son, you know what I'm saying, becoming enamored with another man. But honestly, part of being a parent is understanding that the other parent is obviously going to move on, and that's where I'm at in life right now. Like, I'm trying to move on, and I'm trying to date, and I'm trying to see other people, and I'm trying to... You know, because I know who I am, so I, I'm really just trying to figure out who the fuck you are. Um, but I'm just, you know, very leery of women that, and, and I get it, you know, Tupac was raised by a single mom and all these, you know, J. Coles and things like that were raised by single moms. But don't you think that we could have been so much further along in life had we, you know, included the fathers in that picture? And trust and believe me when I tell you, like, there have been times that I could have, you know, done many things to my ex-husband, like beat him within an inch of his life with a steel baseball bat dipped in bleach just to make sure that there were no prints on the bat. But, you know, I can't do things like that because at one point you have to look at it and say, well, at least I love this person at one point. And our child was born out of love. And that's the main thing that I always tell my son is like, you know, no matter what, your daddy loves you. You know, your stepmother loves you and your sister loves you. And it just, it upset my son so bad tonight that it upset me because he says, Mommy, I just, I have all this anger and I have all these things. And to watch my son be this, like, little incredible hope just like me, it's like, I know that I have a special set of rules and certain things that I have to teach my son that I know his father is not going to be able to teach him. But being a man, you have to understand what my son looked like when I picked him up from the airport. I mean, it was a very proud moment for me as a mom. As You know, this is the first time my son has been away from me ever, you know, and he's 11, and but it's his dad, you know, so I don't, I don't, his dad doesn't do drugs. I mean, it, his father is completely, if nothing else, his father knows, like, if something happens to this boy, my ex-wife is going to come kill everyone. She's taken out the whole plane of Texas, you know what I mean, because that's it's my baby. So, you know, when I saw my son, you know, his chest was poked out and he was very, you know, his baby sister is in the back seat and she looks just like my son and just y'all will never understand that level of love until you can look at another child and see your child in that child and say, I love this child and she's not even mine. 
and I don't have a daughter, and y'all know how I feel about little girls and wanting to present a legacy, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday. I'm going to talk to you about one of my queens that actually wrote me a letter, and I'm going to actually respond to her on air tomorrow. Um, she's a girl out of New Jersey. She sent me an email, very long email, very intricate, and I was very specific with her, but I appreciate the fact that she trusted me with that information. Um, and I am nurturing, but to see my son with his hair cut and, you know, standing with his dad and they look alike and the baby sister is not wanting him to go and his dad, you know, was packing up his school supplies. And it was just a very proud moment for me. And then I thought to myself, like, this is what the fuck we work for. We work to be able to give our son the best. So even if he can't afford certain things or if I can't afford certain things or if he can't do the time or if I can't, there's always one of us that's going to be able to pick up the slack for the other. And I'm very grateful for that. You know, I'm very grateful that my son came to me and doesn't have issues with his stepmother as far as, like, she was mean to me. I mean, if anything, she did too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where I was like, hey, hold on, you know what I'm saying? You can't be introducing them to different religions and shit like that without my permission. But I feel like... You know, because you have to understand that my mother was a stepmother at one point as well, and she did the damn thing. You know, she didn't do anything without, you know, my my stepsister and brother's, you know, mom's approval, whether it was a candy bar, didn't matter what it was. So I feel like, you know, I'm in a good place right now, so I'm feeling like this is part of the healing process, and I feel like me starting to get out there and try to date, aside from the person that I'm seeing right now, which I told him today, I said, you know, I want to start seeing other people because I feel like maybe you're doing that, so I should do that. So I'm I'm never in a situation where I'm down for too long, and, and you know, I'm in a situation where my son mentally is in a place where he knows that if you have darkness, come to mommy. You know what I'm saying? Because daddy may not understand, but mommy definitely understands. Daddy is there for the machismo shit. You know, his father is very macho, very, you know, handsome, very beautiful, very, you know, knowledgeable about certain things, all things men, right? Whereas mommy is more knowledgeable about certain things that are practical and what needs to go on. But 99.9% of the time, his father and I agree when it comes to our son and his physical well-being and his diet and his, you know, spiritual well-being, and I'm just trying to make our son the best that he can be because he comes from that stock, you know what I mean? And not a lot of people can say that. He comes from that stock. So he comes from a certain kind of stock from his dad's side. He comes from a certain kind of stock from my side. So he really doesn't have a choice. And there's actually interviews out where my son was being interviewed on his first book, which he says he doesn't want to release his second book to a journal of a kid waiting to be king on Amazon. Um, he does not buy Boom, that's his writer name. Um, he doesn't want to release the second book, he says, until he graduates sixth grade. And so I feel like, you know, he wants to be in control of that, and that's okay. And so we're going to allow him that, you know, that time. But I also feel like his father played an important role this evening in getting this baby, this boy, to calm down because. I shouldn't always have to feel like I'm the own person of responsibility. And a lot of you ladies need to understand it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about, can I pick up the phone and call this motherfucker and he's going to answer? And so 
being that, I want to leave tonight's show with a song that makes me very happy. It's called Controller. It's by Drake. Of course, you know, I was going to play some of him once I got over the issue with Prince. And, you know, we can't always be in control of every single thing, but we can be in control of the people that we deal with and the people that we spend time with and the people that we choose to reproduce with and the people that we choose to spend our time with. And I wish that Everyone felt the same way because you don't have anything to be afraid of. You can try to be in control of everything if you want to, but fate kind of has a funny way of making sure that shit happens anyway. So I'm going to leave you guys with Drake. We're going to be on Tell the Truth Tuesday tomorrow on a much earlier show. I only did this tonight because I didn't want y'all to think I forgot about Al for Manic Monday. Thank you so much for listening. And here's my boy Drake, 416 to the 716. Shout out to Cult T.O. And shout out to the Toronto Raptors for that amazing win. And let's get it.
think I deserve it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.